Great to see each and every one of you. Glad we're together today. It's good to be worshiping. It's uh, good to know of God's presence, the very power of his Holy Spirit, moving in our hearts, preparing us to go forth to be his servants and disciples. You know the song, uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Bobby McFerrin uh, made that famous some years ago. It's one of those catchy tunes. We uh, have a way of just uh, repeating that over and over again. Don't worry, be happy. Uh, Jesus says that even more clearly. He says, do not worry. He does so in his uh, Sermon on the Mount. Jesus calls on us to uh, trust in God's provision. And he assures us that God always takes care of our needs. We are to trust God day by day. And in that, we will not just be happy, but we will find ourselves uh, blessed with a joy. It has a way of instilling itself deep within and expressing itself in everything that we do and everything that we say. Don't worry, be joyous. So today, we read about that. Uh, we encounter Christ's Sermon on the Mount. We uh, read today Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Let's hear these great words as we uh, consider today uh, this, this whole arena of worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food? and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? How can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spend, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the, field, the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This is God's word. May it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us, not only as we hear this word read, but as we seek now to take our lives and apply them to this word. May God bless us all. Worry is a, is a common thread woven throughout the whole of human existence. Jesus speaks about worry in his Sermon on the Mount. We just read about that. Uh, the fact that he includes that in this great sermon all but proves the fact that, that worry has been a part of the human scene from the very beginning. The difference between Christ's day and, and our day is that those who first heard him were worried about things that literally we just take for granted. One of those things uh, was whether there would be a next meal. We really don't 
so much worry about such things. But we do know that there are people around the world who do worry about their next meal. There are people in this country who suffer from food insecurity. And we need to do all that we can in order to meet that insecurity. And I'm so gratified by the number of people that uh, make an effort literally on a weekly basis to be a part of either Bread of Life or to, to be a part of uh, the High Point Ministry where there is a, an intentional effort to, to deal with, um, uh, with food insecurity. In, in talking about uh, worrying about food and drink, Jesus strikes a comparison. He asks us to consider the birds of the air. The birds of the air don't want for, for anything because God takes care of them. That's Christ's point. In Owensboro, where Cheryl and I served some years ago, the, the birds feasted on the grain that was left on the ground at the Owensboro uh, Grain Company right there on the river. Uh, down the, the hill from us at, at our, our house, there's a, a field, again, down by the river that's, been, that's just been harvested, and the birds have been gleaning what's left ever since. In considering God's care for the birds, Jesus offers this important question, are you not more valuable than they? You better believe it. We are more valuable than even the birds. And we put an emphasis on the believing part, that God uh, endues upon our lives great worth, and we are able to communicate with Him and to know of His presence in, in wonderful and profound ways. Are you more valuable than they? And of course we are. God will take care of you through every day or all the way He will take care of you. God will take care of you. The words of Abraham uh, that he spoke to, to Isaac in that uh, very tense and, and, and profound uh, circumstance where, where Abraham was called to sacrifice his son and, and Abraham all along remained faithful that God would provide. And he says to his son upon his son, uh, Isaac asking, well, where's the, the lamb for the sacrifice? And Abraham says, the Lord will provide. Jesus strikes another comparison about worry. He does that in, in a discussion about clothes. In that context, uh, Jesus talks about the, the lilies of the field and how beautifully they are adorned. Who of us isn't uplifted by a new set of clothes? As a kid, I always thought it was a big deal to, to get a new set of clothes. Usually that happened in and around the beginning of school. I felt like a million dollars. Just like the lilies of the field, God clothes us more beautifully than he does them. Hear this. God is fast at work to transform our lives to the place where we actually reflect his glory, which is always a, a beautiful thing. Think of it. God's glory issuing through us. What a beautiful thing. Indeed, much more beautiful than any new set of clothes could, could ever be. In talking about what we eat and what we wear, Jesus asks, is not life more valuable than these? He asked the question with the, the answer already in mind, and that answer is, sure it is. Is not life more than these? And his response, sure it is. 
In effect, what Jesus references here is the immeasurably more that we talked about last week. The immeasurably more God offers fills us to the overflowing and adorns our lives in beautiful ways. The words of Jesus wash over us in in profound ways. They, They put our focus right where that focus needs to be, upon God and His love. Not so much on the temporal, but on the movement of God in our lives to transform us and then in that transformation to issue through us so that He might gain praise and glory. It's always good to be reminded of that, reminded of the fact that our focus, first and foremost, needs to be placed upon God, to be reminded also about how important faith is in helping us to experience God's presence, to know of His love, and to live in His will. Jesus not only challenged the people who gathered to hear the Sermon on the Mount, but He challenges us. He, he challenges us, not just about worry, to, but, but to place our faith and trust in God. Indeed, we are challenged about our faith, just as the people who heard Jesus share this great sermon were challenged about their faith. We are to live faithfully, day by day. God is all about providing just what we need. I hope we believe that, that we're living into that, that God's provision is just enough, just in time. Jesus is quick to remind us that each day has enough trouble of its own. That's a pretty uh, sobering thought, but we, uh, we know that to, to be the case. Each day has enough uh, trouble of its own, and if not trouble, then there's plenty to be concerned about. But yet we have this grand good news that in the mix of each day, as troublesome as it can be sometimes, God's provision clearly uh, comes forward and is evident in all ways. God stands to support us day by day. God doesn't want us to borrow trouble. He wants us to live in the moment and share in the sustenance He longs to give. Life then is a journey. It is a faith journey. We repeat that all the time, but it it would be good for us to to visit that as we consider worry, as we consider living day by day. We're on a, a journey, and it is a faith journey that is meant to be lived moment by moment, day by day. So why worry? I need to ask myself that question. I know you need to ask that question as well. Jesus is quick to point out that worry won't even add an hour to our lives. In fact, if you think about it, worry has a way of of robbing us of life. It just tends to, to, to work in such ways that we really don't live in the sort of abundance that, that, that God came to bring through Jesus Christ. If we're not careful, worry will put us on the slippery slope that leads us not only to doubt God's provision, but His very existence. What Jesus teaches us about worry puts us on a different trajectory where we find ourselves trusting God above all things and in all things. 
How then does Jesus want us to combat worry? He wants us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And in that, we will realize that everything we need is supplied, everything temporally, and certainly everything spiritually. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Food, drink, and clothing will actually pale in significance to the great things that God longs to bestow upon our lives. God offers us strength when we're challenged, peace when we are unsettled, and just the right focus when we are tempted to start down that slippery slope of worry we mentioned just a second ago, where we do begin to doubt God's provision and maybe even doubt uh, God's, uh, God's reality in the first place. When we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, we will find ourselves looking to respond faithfully, joyously, and with a generous heart. There are all sorts of ways to respond when we seek God's first, when we seek God first. One of the surest ways is by giving a portion of that which God has first given. It's just a a natural response that we make when we know and understand and experience God's deep provision for our lives. When it comes to, to giving, each of us can identify all sorts of, of headwinds. The economy alone gives us pause. Amid those things that worry us, we can decide to either circle the wagons or to move forward. And I've got to tell you, personally, I, I choose to do the latter, to move forward. After all, God is with me day by day. I seek to, to trust Him no matter the, the rate of inflation or the ups and downs of the stock market or the threats of, of recession. Asserting God's hope in all of this is not some, um, some, empty, or some empty hope but it is indeed a faithful response. Asserting God's good work is not just empty hope, but a faithful response, which is the very thing that God wants us to do. So hear this question. How much of your giving, or the lack thereof, is dictated by a worrisome disposition? What about that? How much of your giving is dictated by the worry that is a part of your life, your giving or the lack thereof? Jesus says, do not worry, but rather seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We're all just a bit weary with things these days. There is so much that conspires to weigh us down. It's all too easy to give and to worry. Given that, it is, a, it is a good thing to be reminded that there is indeed another way. The meal we are about to partake does just that. This meal, as we well know, involves food and drink, 
the very things that, uh, that Jesus mentions in his Sermon on the Mount. This meal reminds us that God seeks to sustain us, that God wants to bless us. You see, God's every desire is to provide for us a way to, to live life in the one who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. Ours is life in Christ, the very one who pointedly tells us not to worry. So we remember Christ today, and in remembering him, we are reminded that Jesus came to offer life and to offer it abundantly. May God bless us all as we prepare to come to this, his table.